Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome to the show, Bob Lachance. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Victor. So, Bob, you work with a number of both real estate investors and entrepreneurs all over America. Why don't you give a little bit of your backstory, and we're going to have a great conversation. I'm very excited about today's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started real estate investing world back in 2004, but prior to that, I played professional hockey for eight years. So I played all over the world, four years in the US, four years in Europe, and then started investing in 04. And through that time, I also helped start a couple of real estate education programs. And through that, I also realized that there was a huge need in the industry for any type of real estate professional. Um, and that was three main things. It was efficiency, scale, and time freedom. Because each and every one of us um, is looking for one of those three things, if not all of those things. So um, I really took a, a step back from real estate investing and I started a virtual assistant company back in 2014. So then I could offer those types of three things, the efficiency, scale, and time freedom to real estate professionals, whether agents um, and also real estate investors or property managers. So I've been doing that since then and also uh, investing in real estate as well. I love that. I love that. Of course, real estate investing is an active business. There's People often talk about it as being a passive investment, but in my opinion, there's no such thing as a passive business. They're all active businesses and all businesses require a team. They require complementary skills. And one of the first things to outsource, one of the first things to hire are some of the lower level tasks. And the place where most people go first is they hire a virtual assistant. Maybe they hire a bookkeeper. And usually it doesn't work out. What is it? Why is it that that's the case? You know, it's pretty interesting because a lot of uh, individuals that want to hire someone aren't clear on what roles they want to actually outsource. So every time I, I look at when I bring on someone new into my own business, um, I go through the four R's, roles, responsibilities, requirements, results. So number one, we have to be clear on what roles that we want in our business, whether it's a bookkeeper, we have to focus in on that, those particular roles. Um, if it's a, uh, a cold caller to outbound dial to gauge seller motivation, then we have to make sure that those role, that's the exact role that we want. Then you roll that into responsibilities to make sure we identify what the tasks are to fill that role. And then what, what's your requirements? Do you require them to have a four-year college degree? Do you require them to have, let's say it's call center experience? And then finally, what are your expected results out of those particular individuals that you want? What are the results that you want to see on a daily basis? One of the things that I've done is I've worked with people all over the world. It doesn't matter whether I've been in the tech industry or now more recently in real estate, virtually everybody that I've worked with has not been within that 50-foot radius that most people expect in a local business. It's almost always been remote. And one of the things that I discovered in that process is it's exactly the same hiring someone who's going to be far away from you as someone who's going to be sitting 10 feet from you. You've got to communicate with them as frequently. You've got to develop them as frequently. And why is it that many people find that difficult? 
You know, it's interesting because um, you have to start looking at, and I do anchor back to the responsibilities and, and kind of management. If the expectations are set right up front and we know exactly what we expect out of each other, right? Whether it's someone working in your office or someone outside your office, then it's a lot easier to manage. So I always go back and I say, make sure that we are very crystal clear on what we want done in reference to those tasks. Then it's easier for us to manage. So whether it's a virtual you know, for me personally, managing virtual is very easy because I'm getting way better at being crystal clear on what I want the end result to be in reference to who I have on my team. I love that. One of the things that I've struggled with whenever I've hired virtual assistants is, and I make the distinction between delegating tasks versus delegating responsibility. And I found that often I was delegating tasks, but everything would come back to me to check and double check. And therefore, the leverage that I was getting was not where it should have been because I was only delegating things at the task level. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know what? Um, That is a great point. What we've done as a company is we actually create an end-of-day report to make sure that you don't have to go back and check every little thing in reference to when a virtual assistant or virtual professional is working for you. So at the beginning of the day, we start off with a start-of-day report. Here's what I'm going to do, A, B, C, and D. And at the end of the day, we have the virtual assistant, virtual professional send you, send me an end of day report with exactly what tasks were done. So for instance, I know I talk about uh, cold calling as an example. However many dials they do, they're going to send me an end of day report with the exact amount of dials they did, how many individuals they connected with, and how many individuals they sent over to me as a warm transfer to that says, yes, you know what, I, I do want to sell my house or I want more information from you as a company. I love it. Talk to me a little bit about scale. Do you often see entrepreneurs hire more than one assistant with different skill sets and build a mini team? How does that all work? Absolutely. We have a, a wide range of individuals that work for us. And on the scale side, and the reason why, one of the reasons why I started this company is, you know, here in the United States, when you start looking at statistics, the average salary of a, a four-year college graduate you know, ranges a little bit from state to state, but the median average is around $45,000 within the United States. So for us in the Philippines, I have my companies based out of the Philippines and services, uh, US-based uh, clients, real estate professionals, that is about a quarter of the cost from the Philippines. So for me, on the scale side, it's easier for me to be able to scale one, two, three, four individuals from the Philippines rather than here. So to answer your question on the scale side, it's a lot easier to to start with one and then build off of it. What I always like to see, I like to see results before I'm going to build on any part of team, whether it's sports, whether it's business, you, know, you have to start first with one individual, you hit those KPIs, hit those metrics, and then you could always add on only if, you know, real estate professionals, it's, uh, you know, we're small, very small businesses typically. And when we first start, we're ground level. And for us to build and get better and better and better, we need to make sure that we budget and we're very conscious of, of where we put our funds. So um, they typically, I always recommend starting with one uh, we have a lot of individuals that come on and say, hey, I want 10 virtual professionals, 10 virtual assistants. I said, hold on, <laughs> let's take a step back and let's start with one so then we can really help build it from ground up to make sure it's sustainable and it works for you. One of the things when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs is they say, well, I don't know that I can even keep somebody busy eight hours a day because that's a lot to manage. 
Maybe they want someone 20 hours a week or even 10 hours a week. What are your thoughts on fractual, fractional virtual assistants? Does that work? Absolutely, it does. Um, we offer, as a company, we offer part-time and full-time because of uh, the information that we've gotten from you know years and years of data. Uh, not everybody needs somebody full-time, so we also offer part-time uh, part-time service as well. Uh, we also have a team behind us that helps out create what we like to call a success plan, a 90-day success plan to make sure that every single day there's enough tasks in the day for that virtual assistant to actually fulfill what you need in your business. So it's, it's almost like a, a, a consultation uh, walkthrough to make sure it fits within your business model. Now, of course, the Philippines are quite a few hours time zone away from most of North America. How does that work? Is there a handoff at the end of the day? Do people time shift their day to align with the time zone here? They do. They actually work night shift. So that's equivalent to to us working our day shifts. I'm in here in Eastern Standard Time. So we work anywhere from Eastern to Pacific Standard Time. But at theirs, they work at night. Um, and why Philippines? I get that question a lot. It's because the English proficiency uh, is absolutely incredible. The it's a, it, English is a national uh, one of the national languages as well, and they also have a very high value on education. So everyone who comes to our our company is, has a four year college degree, family oriented. They're very natural caretakers, which is important for us business owners because uh, they look at it where. Our business is their business and our success and their success is really, it's a team together because they want to make sure that they fulfill and really go above and beyond to, uh, to service you because, you know, they want to make sure that they work for you long term. How do you go about your recruiting process? We have a whole team in the Philippines. We have a sourcing and recruiting team that rolls into our training team um, and, and then works into a placement team and then on our operations. So if I take a step back, we have a, a whole team of six as of right now today um, sourcing, looking for the best of the best in the Philippines that come back to us. We have a very extensive sourcing and recruiting process where only 5% of all of the applications that we get actually pass our, our rigid testing. I love it. I love it. If you look at some of the more highly skilled functions within a business, whether it is marketing, website development, architectural drafting, accounting and bookkeeping, paralegal, are you focused on those segments as well, or is it really more the administrative? So for us, there's two sides. We look at two different types of um, profiles. Number one, there's more of, like you said, the admin side of it, where you know, you're looking online, you're pulling leads, getting motivated seller leads. But there's also the other side of it as well. We like to call them ISAs, internal sales agents that are on the phone all day long. So we have two sides, but one of them is the admin uh, virtual assistant, and the other one is an ISA, which is a phone virtual assistant, because a lot of our clients want our virtual assistants to be on the phone, you know, from morning to night. Uh, some, of the, some of the tasks that we find to be very, very um, common are, number one, outbound dialing, and another one is following up with whether they're new leads, inbound seller leads coming in, or following up on older leads. It doesn't matter what type of real estate you're in. You know, if you're marketing, you are getting leads coming into your business. And one of the big pain points that I found through the years of doing, you know, investing is that, you know, we'll spend a lot of money on marketing today. We'll drive a lot of leads. We may talk to that person once or may never talk to them. And then we rinse and repeat every single week. And before you know it, you're six months 
down the road and you have hundreds of leads that you haven't followed up on. So that is a huge, huge uh, need in the industry, whether it's, um, you know, property management, real estate agents, investors, et cetera. One of the things that I see, you know, the human contact, the human contact between a business and the client is one where those first impressions are so vitally important. And I've seen mixed results where someone who comes in who's maybe not part of the core business is out there following up on leads, like you said, but sometimes leaves the client with the wrong impression. How do you overcome that? You know, the way I look at it, I look at it as a numbers game. Um, and we train our virtual assistants very well to, on the initial call, they're part of my team. And their job is just to transfer that person who says, yes, they raised their hand and said, I want more information from your company. And then it's given to myself or my acquisition uh, manager to take it from there. So it's really just the initial and then they pass it off to either myself or my, my uh, acquisition manager to take it to the next level to then turn that lead into profit. Well, if folks want to get in touch, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Absolutely. The best way to get, get in touch with me, they can check me out on my website or they can email me. Our website is revaglobal.com. That's revaglobal.com. Or my email is bob at revaglobal.com. Fascinating conversation. And Bob, I'm very interested, even interested personally, because I'm always looking to hire. So I'll definitely be following up with you. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Bob at bob at rivaglobal.com or at his website, rivaglobal.com. That's R-E-V-A global.com. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.